You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, it's everyone's favorite platter of mystery meat. Drew Gasparini here with another episode of Now We're Talking, the podcast that leaves money on the nightstand for you. For those frequent listeners and subscribers, I love you. Hello there. I'm grateful for you. Tell your friends. Guys, today our guest is a singer-songwriter who is on her way to being the next big thing. And just this last year, she's blown up thanks to the attention her songs are getting on TikTok and Instagram. She boasts a million monthly listeners on Spotify, and her work has garnered attention from the likes of Sarah Bareilles, Dodie, Jacob Collier, and more. Her album is called Give Me a Minute, and I'm so happy she gave me a minute to chat. Ladies and gentlemen, now we're talking with Lizzie McAlpine. That is why I have hemorrhoids. Now I'm recording. Yay! Lizzie McAlpine. First of all, I just want to say... I'm so thankful you're here to talk to me and be uh, on this podcast. There's a total reason I asked you, and uh, I, I, you have a world that you're developing right now as a singer-songwriter, but boy, do I see the theater behind your eyes. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you can't hide it, and you're kind of unabashed with it on all your social medias, and yep. I really I appreciate that you let that... <laughs> that flag fly uh what was first songwriting or theater um songwriting Songwriting. i mean they kind of they kind of happened at the same time yeah that's the same as me as well by the way do you like this graveyard of musicals past i do i do (laughs) it's disgusting uh i'm in my parents garage and lizzie is in somebody's grandmother's house in oregon right now Because I have assessed that yep. every house in Oregon is somebody's grandmother's house. Uh, talk to me a little bit about, let's, before we even get into like you and what it is you're working on and all the things that people are going to be excited about, I want them to get to know, and frankly, so do I selfishly. I want to get to know just like all the weird little isms about you that got you to now. First of all, how old are you? 21 years old? So, yeah. so childhood was three weeks ago for you. <laughs> and, but I want to know, like you, you did theater, you did songwriting. It seems like most of your whole life. Is that accurate yeah. in saying that? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, so you're like much. an emotional twerp too. You're just like, a, <laughs> you, you like to express yourself through performing and songs and you, you we're, we're cut from the same cloth, you and I. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. All right. We're going to get one word answers from Lizzie only today. Uh, Would you mind diving in just a little bit and telling me about your childhood? Where are you from? Tell me about your your parents, siblings. What's your upbringing like? This is the kind of shit people want to hear about. Yeah. um, Well, I'm from 
suburb right outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Cool. And um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I have a sister. Her name is Emma. She she's a dancer. We're the only like cool. creative people in our family, which is kind of wild. We don't really know like where we how, got it. From. How I don't know. Seriously though, like you have gobs <laughs> of talent. You you have an anger inducing amount of talent. <laughs> How did you just out of the clear blue sky and it's natural? Like, was yeah. there lessons involved? I mean, I took lessons for like a year in fourth grade. And what lessons were those? Um, I took piano and then I took voice, but I quit very soon after because I didn't like yeah. people telling me what to do. The best ones are like that. The best <laughs> yeah. ones are like that. You, me, that's it. Those two people I just yeah. referenced. Those are the best. Uh, amazing. And how old are you? You said fourth grade? Is that what you said? Yep. Fourth grade, one year of lessons, and then you put the kibosh on that. And you're like, you know what? I got it from here, coach. Thanks a lot. I'll take Amen. it from here and I'll become this immense badass. Uh, okay. You and your sister, you get along? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we go through phases like every siblings do. I mean, we. The sister or the younger sister? I'm the older sister, mm. but she's not that much younger than me. She's only, we're, on, we're like almost two years apart in age, but we're okay. one year apart in school. So she's like, a sophomore in college, I think. My brother and I were a year apart in school and we're only 11 months apart in age. As My brother okay. says that my mom really Catholiced out some kids. That's how oh, he... God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I'm here. I might have been a huge accident, but I'm doing all right. It's okay. My very first question that I have written down is when did you know that this was your superpower, not just a skill set? When did you know that this was like the special thing? Not everybody, especially you come from a uh, a, <laughs> a talentless family is probably the worst way to say it. But <laughs> when did you know you're like, oh, I got this thing? Honestly, it took me a while because, I mean, I never really had like a backup plan. I was always like, I'm going to do music. Like that's just a given. Yeah. It wasn't something that I really like, thought about too much which maybe was bad but whatever because your family I'm here now so yeah, yeah you're, here, you're here now and then some i mean jesus christ <laughs> the way that you're catapulting right now is outstanding and i'm not yeah. jealous i'm not at all but i will destroy you <laughs> uh i i want to know for real though like your family you say there wasn't a plan b i feel the very i feel exactly the same way uh mm. i didn't have a choice in the matter basically <laughs> it was going to be this or it was going to yeah. be zero other things so was your family like yeah do it go ahead we don't understand it because yeah they're totally yeah. supportive um but all but when i when i thought about going to college i auditioned for like all acting schools and berkeley was like my last choice like i visited and i hated it i was like mm -hmm. i don't want to go here but maybe i'll just like give it a shot and have a backup plan in case i don't get into acting schools but i was really i was like going like I had an acting coach and everything senior year I did pre-screens I did like all this stuff and then and then I got into Berkeley before I even auditioned at any of the acting schools and I was like okay and then I just decided to go there yo fuck that though I like watch what's gonna happen you're gonna you're gonna be this is all gonna spin into like such a multi-pronged career for you and you're definitely going to be an actress you're definitely oh, yeah, gonna that's, be acting yeah that's, I'm going to make sure of it. <laughs> I'm calling people right now. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, that, no, I, that's, I have a bucket list of like things that I want to accomplish in my career. And that's like on the top. 
So like I want to in this little subcategory of that portion of the bucket list, there is a little bullet Mm -hmm. point that says be in a Drew Gasparini musical is what I'm hoping because (laughs) I'm not kidding. And I want, I'm going to say it loud on the podcast. There's a lot of theater listeners listening to this podcast. The minute someone was like, yo, have you heard of Lizzie McAlpine? And I went and checked you out. I flipped out. I messaged you just on a whim and I was like, what up? Like your stuff. I would love to write with you. I'd love to collaborate with you because this is exactly where I like to live musically. And then beyond that, when I started seeing that you were like also kind of from the, from the looks of what, whatever you put on social media, you dip your toe a little bit in Mm -hmm. some musical theater uh, nonsense. I went straight to my producers at universal and I was like, okay, be with me on this. She needs to play. And this is why I'm saying it on the podcast, because I want petitions to get mm-hmm. signed. I want I want fans of yours to get <laughs> on board with this. She needs to play yeah. Noel. And it's kind of a funny story, which is the adaptation of the Ned Vizzini novel I'm writing with uh, Alex Brightman. By the way, we're done talking about you. We're just going to make it about me and my projects. I just want to talk about how I want you to stop. This was all a ruse. This was all a big ruse. Now I have you here. I'm going to use it. Um, no but uh, this is a big shout out to all you theater listeners out there please god get a petition signed get a hashtag started lizzie mcalpine should originate the role of noel when this shit goes no i literally will yes i literally will i even sent you the song i was like you need to you need to sing this song i'm obsessed with it anyway uh okay 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 back to you sorry (laughs) i'll do that i'll do that from time to time by the way i'll just like leap in and make it all about myself um no worries so you are going to be an actress. You tried to do school for acting. Clearly, that wasn't meant to be. You got the Berkeley thing going on. What was your experience like at Berkeley? Um, it was interesting. I mean, it was definitely. I'm glad that I went because I met so many people. Like, I def I wouldn't be here if I didn't go to Berkeley because I met my producer yeah. at Berkeley. And oh, they're going to heater just heater. turned on. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, the people that I met there were really the the like the main reason why I think I got a lot out of it the classes I don't know I, I mean, <laughs> we had to take a bunch of like <laughs> I'm not like I'm not like dissing Berkeley but like no, I think that's like a, an overall college statement anybody you talk to is like I don't know about the teachers yeah. but boy I met some good people along the way you know what I mean it's like the yeah. people from college is why it makes mm-hmm. it worth it all the time and I mean we had to take a lot of like music theory classes and harmony classes and I just don't understand that stuff at all it just goes straight over yeah. my head i Cause when I write, I kind of just like write what I think sounds good. And I don't really know what I'm playing yeah. ever. Uh, like, That's fucking Paul McCartney, yo. Yeah. <laughs> he did all right. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That, that part of it was like kind of sucked. And then, and then I was still there when the semester went online yeah. um, in like last spring. And that was just horrible. I just hated online classes because I wasn't motivated enough to go to in-person classes when we had them in person. Yeah. Like I just could not be bothered to get out of bed and sit at my desk. Well, how like could you possibly not just like what the hell was going on in the world all of last year, but how yeah, could you have right. the motivation to get up when like, if you just picked up your phone and looked at your own TikTok, you'd probably be thinking to yourself, yeah. I don't need to show up to this class. I don't need to be there. Right, for exactly. I got my degree from TikTok. <laughs> You might be the first to say yeah. that. Maybe they'll give you an honorary thing. And then uh, and then adults will laugh at you. But how cool would that be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that is... So what, are you still in school? Are you still enrolled at Berkeley? No. You no. dropped out or did you graduate? I, um, 
yeah i dropped out no i dropped dropped out <laughs> i dropped out um like over the summer i decided that i wasn't gonna go back and then i moved to london how, how'd that go do you live in london now is that what you call home <laughs> no i mean i guess it's where i want to you know i want it to make it my home base for like a little bit yeah but yeah it was it was it was an interesting experience because when i got there it was august and covid cases there were like really low and things were like open everywhere and it kind of felt like there wasn't a pandemic and i was like what's going on this is really strange because i was so used to like wearing a mask every single time i left the house and stuff like that um so it was interesting and also like i don't know just it was just a weird time because i was supposed to be recording my ep and then we recorded it but then like after i got back from london i was kind of like I don't know if I want to release those songs anymore. So we just recorded the EP for nothing. <laughs> so the, all, what you recorded in London didn't get released at all? No. Wow. And it's not going Wait, to. But like, yeah, it's really It's weird. not going to ever. There's just never a chance of that. Not like 30 years from now, you're like, all right, you little twerps, here it is. What you've all been clamoring for, the London sessions. Yeah. I mean, maybe. That's a possibility. But I mean, as for like the foreseeable future I just I don't know because I'm weird because like when I write songs I'm in like that headspace of like what I was going through when I was writing the songs and when I like when that period of my life ends and the stuff that I've written the songs about is no longer like what I'm dealing with I I feel like less emotionally connected to them obviously and so it just feels weird to release them I don't know. It's just a weird no, thing. No, listen, I, hold on. Let's music. let's talk about this for a second. Songwriter to songwriter, just because yeah. I think that's so interesting. I always have a hard time releasing songs. And I, I'm not usually the one singing the songs by George. It's usually some sort mm-hmm. of fucking uh, uh, Broadway cat doing it for me. And seldom yeah. nowadays do I release any of my own stuff. But it's really tricky for me to say... Uh, you know what? Yeah, I still feel good about that. Even if it's a week later, a month later, my emotional yeah. evolution is so quick sometimes that that song is so left in the dust and that idea and whoever yeah. I was during that idea is left in the dust with it. And I just want to move forward and move forward and trudge ahead. But there's probably a mountain of, I'm not kidding when I say 900 songs that no one will ever hear because I'm like, it doesn't represent my brain yeah. right now. It doesn't represent who I mm-hmm. want to be down the line either. And uh, I don't know if it'll yeah. ever come around and those songs will make a little more sense to me. But do you think that that's a, an option down the line that maybe you'll have this weird awakening to some of those old ditties? That's a possibility. But what a, all yeah. I knew, I mean, all I knew that like after we recorded that EP, it also, it sounded like, like the, just, it, it sounded very like pop. Mm-hmm. And and that's, like, cool. I loved how it sounded. But I just was like, I don't know if that's, like, what I want to be mm-hmm. right now. Like, down the line, I'd love to release, like, a pop EP or a pop album or something like that. But but I feel like, like, coming off of Give Me a Minute, it just felt, like, a little weird yeah. to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I get, can we talk about Give Me a Minute for one second? And then I want to ask you, like, sure. I want to ask you questions that have <laughs> nothing to do with you or music or anything. Yeah, uh, which I'm I'm always excited about because it lets me into your goofy personality. This is basically the world's worst yeah. first date. That's how I qualify doing a <laughs> podcast with me. But let's talk about your album. Yeah. Give me uh, a minute. I uh, I've listened to it 
so many times and I've not listened to it like here are my favorites and I skip through. I listen to it in succession every single time. I'm going to get emotional wow. saying this to you, by the way. I need you I, Christy, <laughs> I need you to know something. 2020 was such a hard year for everybody. When I got mm-hmm. sick with COVID, I could not for the life of me bounce out of that and find the motivation to write anything. And I'm contracted mm-hmm. to, which is making it 10 times more difficult is meeting a deadline for yeah. a karate kid or whatever the fuck I got going on and mm-hmm. trying to feel inspired by it. It was not until I started listening to the, your videos and not until this album came out that I felt like, oh my God, thank God, this is shaking me out of it. Your songs are so good that they make me want to do better. I want you to know that. Like uh, as, as a songwriter, I, I am so wowed by you. I hate how young you are. I do want to destroy you. It's true. Uh, but here's, I wrote down, this is what I wrote down. This is how I, I qualify your voice. This is what I hear when I hear you sing. Okay. Your voice sounds like what butterfly kisses feel like. It doesn't land wow. on my ear. It drapes my entire body like a blanket. That is what your voice sounds like. And when you marry that with your lyrical prowess, my God in heaven, I just, honest <laughs> to God. You know, and the other thing is uh, the people that like were like, you got to check out Lizzie. Before I did, they're all of my friends who are not just theater friends. They're like in music. They get music and they have their thumb on the pulse of what's mm-hmm. happening in music. I really hope, and I know that it's already starting to percolate. I hope that theater kids latch on to you like you are cocaine. I really do. Maybe cocaine was not the right. <laughs> kids don't do cocaine, actually. Um, but the whole album, it gives me this vibe of like, you know, it's, it's, it's like what we need right now. It's like what we need coming out of this horrible year. And it's how I define like mm-hmm. after nine 11, we had like the Damien Rice's of the world coming out. And there was something just mm-hmm. so human about the approach to his songwriting. I feel the same exact way about uh, your songs and my sister, Chloe, who is, she's uh, writing for, I think she's literally in a session with BB Rexo right this minute upstairs. Right. <laughs> Isn't that wild? <laughs> but Uh, She wanted to make sure that you knew that she is also like this theater songwriter kind of kid. And she's just so obsessed with you. My whole family is like banana shit crazy for you. Um, This obviously made the cut. You released it. What about these songs matters more besides like the style, I guess, because you mentioned the other EP was a little more pop oriented and that didn't feel truthful. But Mm -hmm. what is it about these songs and the stories you're telling that seemed like this is what needs to come out? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, like, we had been working on this album for a year. It came out, I picked the release date specifically because it it came out on August 13th. And a year ago, on August 13th, 2019, was the first day that I met my producer and the day that we started recording Apple Pie. Wow, an Apple Pie. What a a monster. I love that song. Yeah, so I wanted it to come full circle, um, you know, released a year later from the day that Amazing. we met, et cetera, Amazing. et cetera. And um, originally it was supposed to be an EP. It was supposed to be Apple Pie and then like four other songs that did not make it on right. the album. <laughs> so Apple Pie is the only one <clears throat> that transferred over. And then throughout the whole year, I was kind of like, 
I don't know. I see I categorize my projects as like like when I think about my life, I think about in that it in terms of like my projects. So like the give me a minute era was like I dated this kid named Andrew and then like we broke up and then I started dating this kid named Scott and like it was just like that was like the period of time that that I wrote that album about. And um Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just like made sense. And then we I put cuz all cuz also I really like like having my projects be a story and like be a journey that you can listen to front to back and like see the the mature the oh my god what the word what is the word the through line i don't know you can you just like like yeah you can just a little like, bit yeah you can just like tell that i went through a breakup and then like reflected on myself and then like came into this new it, it's just you can just like see my journey and i like that take note Young songwriters, <laughs> take note. The bravery, the bravery it takes to cut a vein open publicly like that is yeah. is immense. What a superhero you are. This is what I mean. Like <laughs> this is this is the superpower. The fact that you can showcase that sort of bravery and vulnerability, which is ultimately what bravery comes down to is is so epic to me. I hope anybody who's a young theater fan or anybody who's a young songwriter or anybody who's just a fan of yours, period, really understands that you're not doing this willy-nilly. There's a purpose behind the choices yeah. you're making and and how you're trying to tell your story. That's what's awesome about mm-hmm. it is you keep this interpersonal. I really, 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 really like that. Um, yeah. I wrote a song a long time ago that ended up in my last... Uh, thing. And again, I'm not singing it. So it always feels a little like one step Mm -hmm. removed. And uh, I get asked questions about this song all the time. The song's called Snow. And there's a line in it that goes, this is not necessarily some fun kind of song that I want my mom hearing about me. And it's all about drug issues that I had all throughout my 20s. And -hmm. like waking up in the middle of a snowbank and like, like really hitting a certain version of rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Yeah what people don't understand is like my mom comes to all my shows. Like she's going to pop up at these shows and she's going to have to sit there through tears and experience that. That's the same kind of visceral feeling that goes out with music, regardless of who you are, what your relationship is to the writer. So that's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Everything that you bleed out. This is like your, your relationship with Andrew is everybody's relationship with whoever the fuck their Andrew is. You know what I mean? That's why I think you're so universally, uh, appealing. What do you think your appeal is? I know what it is. I'm obsessed with you. I hate how much I'm obsessed with you. This, this, <laughs> this whole podcast is a really good balance of complete adoration and just, I, I hate you so much. How do I, how do I mix those two together? Uh, but what is, what is your appeal? Would you say? I mean, I think it's what you were just talking about. I feel like, I, I mean, I don't really think about the fact that I'm like, letting people into my deepest darkest thoughts like I don't it doesn't really cross my mind I just kind of do it because that's like what I've always done and especially I mean I'm gonna tie this back to theater because I feel like theater just impacted my entire life when I started it it's also a theater podcast it's cool Um, if you do that that's all right yeah (laughs) but but especially my junior year I was in this show called Eurydice and it was like a play about you know Greek myth whatever and um and that show I, I played Eurydice and like the whole third act was like 
I was like, I sobbed on stage every single night. And it was just like, before that, it was really hard for me to like be comfortable being vulnerable in front of people that I had no, that I didn't know. And after that show, it just like, I don't know, it just became easier. And, and I feel like it all stems back to that show because it just, it really like taught me how to open up. Do you think that you have an easier time, um, not showing emotion, but getting your emotional point across through your performance or through songwriting than you would typically in like a conversation like we're having right now? Um, pro- I mean, probably. <laughs> I it's it's much I mean, easier yeah, it's much okay. easier to sing about my feelings than to talk about them for sure. <laughs> I, I do want to say, in terms of musical mm-hmm. theater, your writing already lives in yeah. that department. And my biggest issue as a theater writer is being qualified as a theater writer, because I look at someone like you who is doing the singer songwriter thing, who's a pop writer, who's this, that, and the other, but the way you write is so storytelling. And so I am, and so I want that it feels like you could plop some of these songs into a fucking musical, like especially uh, over the ocean call Mm -hmm. into Andrew. That is a very theatrical connective <laughs> adhesive kind of moment there everybody jesus christ i should say it now i'm gonna say it 10 more times give me a minute is the name of the album go check it out on spotify and everywhere else you hear music she has about a million monthly listeners god damn her yeah. anyway <laughs> what did you expect did you expect any of this and what do you expect oh going no forward? i never expect any of it i keep my expectations very low because then when good, when, good, good, good. That's, that's the best yeah. approach to doing this podcast <laughs> as well as low as possible. No, but I really like, I don't like to like have high expectations because then if something doesn't happen, then I'll like have my feelings hurt and we don't want that. So I yeah. keep my expectations very low. <laughs> you don't want that. I'll write a song about you. God damn it. Right. So I just like, don't really, I don't really expect any of this stuff to happen. And then when it does, I'm like just blown away. So. Yeah. Well, gosh, I'm I'm blown away on your behalf. I just like, uh, I mean, like, do you think this could have happened? This is this is a. Do you think this could have happened down the line if it didn't happen this year, or do you think this was a magical year for you? I don't know. I mean, I. I can't imagine it happening any other time. Like, I know this weird this year was like, insane in so many ways yeah it was like simultaneously the worst year of my life and the best year of my life so it's just yeah i don't know it feels right somehow that like all of this was happening at the at the same time as like the world was like going into chaos and like Mm, it just it just chaos being the biggest understatement ever it just it i mean i don't know it just feels like there was no better time to have this happen Well, I would like to say on record here that I think that you were mine and probably just thousands and thousands of other people's. You were probably the best part of their 2020 in a lot of ways. (laughs) And I I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. If there was an award for best interruptions to a podcast, don't you think I'd get it? Because here I am again, interrupting the podcast to remind you guys that without sponsors for this show, I like to take a minute to say, go support our guests. These are amazing artists doing amazing things. And you can keep up with everything that they got going on on their social media 
media. Everybody, go follow Lizzie McAlpine on TikTok. You can find Lizzie McAlpine on Instagram. And you can find Lizzie McAlpine on Twitter and beyond. Not to mention she has an outstanding album out. It's called Give Me a Minute. Go to Spotify and download that shit or stream it wherever you get your music. It is magnificent. Don't forget to follow. And hey, while we're here promoting shit, fucking subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. If you like this podcast, I promise you'll like the other episodes. Go check them out. One little fun fact about this current episode you're listening to. While Lizzie and I were talking, we were in separate parts of the world doing this over a Zoom interaction, and I farted about 10 times, and she had no idea. All right, back to the interview. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, let's step away for a minute from music and career stuff, because I actually want to just continue to get to know yeah. you with what I call... Dumb questions with Drew. <laughs> it's a segment that's never happened before, but I just asked dumb questions. Uh, Lizzie, is there a food item or a, or a meal that makes you so hungry that it almost comes a- along the line of horniness? Uh, biscuits. I love biscuits. Holy shit. The, like the speed at which no, you have yeah, that yeah. ready to go. Uh, 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 biscuits are like my favorite food. Oh I'm my obsessed God. with biscuits. Biscuits dry by themselves? What do you do with the biscuit? I mean, there's... Okay, well, my my family, my mom's side is, is from, like, upstate New York, and they're really into, like, you know, maple cream and stuff like that. And so maple cream on a biscuit is just, like, phenomenal. Okay, maple cream on a biscuit sounds like a, the title of a porn anyway, so I understand <laughs> I, I understand the the horniness aspect of that. Now, have you been to Jacob's Pickles on the Upper West Side in New York City? I have not, no. You have not? Goodness, girl. Okay, so next time yeah. you're in New York and when the world is less of a mm-hmm. bag of shit, you should go to Jacob's Pickles. God willing, it's still open. And they have, in my opinion, some of the best biscuits. I'm sure I'm going to get comments for this now to correct me, but I think they have some of the best biscuits in New York City where it might oh. be a little hard to come by Good Biscuits. Good Biscuits is the name of the memoir. Lizzie McAlpine's life is called (laughs) Good Biscuits. Next question for you, dumb question. If you could have a pet that wasn't a typical domestic pet, i.e. cat, dog, fish, Mm -hmm. bird, what would it be? I feel like a ferret would be cool. I don't don't really know. Okay, ferret. I feel like ferret is on the cusp of qualified as a domestic pet. The way that they are spoken of and what is it about you know i've been told that ferret is my spirit animal yep i see that my mine is a mine is a deer who said that who decided that for you i just 
Or did you decide that for yourself? I mean, I've been told in the past. I always get I always get some rascally little critter. I never I like the way I look at myself as a, a musical genius and sex god. I always think that my spirit animal is something closer to like a tiger or a mm-hmm. dragon, something mythic, a griffin, yeah. Ooh, something yeah. mythical that doesn't really exist, right? But then I asked this question to Brittany Holges of the band Delta Ray. Mm-hmm. She was on this podcast and she said, no, you're more like a gray fox wearing a tweed vest. <laughs> it was so specific. Oh my God. That's what she said. That's what she said my nice. spirit animal was. Uh, okay, so a ferret, that's all, that's all right. You know what I would do? I would do a rhinoceros, wow. but I would put these big flaps behind its head so it looked like a triceratops. Oh, nice. And I would ride it. <laughs> I would ride it through New York City, and everybody would think that I had the last nice. triceratops. Uh, who is your high school, when you were in high school, celebrity crush? Who Not just a crush. Who did you like desperately want to make out with? Um, I'd have to say that it was Dylan O'Brien. Let's pretend I'm, I'm old and out of touch. <laughs> Who is, who's okay, he was in like Teen Wolf. I never watched Teen Wolf, but he was in that for some, I don't know. I'd never watched it, <laughs> but he was, he was in like the Maze Runner movies. Maze yeah. Runner. God. I don't what? know. Have, have I seen a movie before? <laughs> those were like, I've ever those, seen. yeah, let me look up what else he was in. Okay. All right. He, he was that. in like, uh, yeah, his main thing was like Teen Wolf, which I never watched. I love that you had a crush on somebody whose real only significant credit was a movie that you've never seen before. Okay, honestly, or uh, what's his face from from Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief? Per- Percy Jackson? Oh, from the movie? Yeah, Logan somebody? Yeah, Logan somebody. Sure, I sure, sure. I'm with you. With I know who it is. I mean, I had... I was obsessed with Alexandra Daddario, who was also in those yes. movies, and I, I feel like I'm not alone mm-hmm. in that. Um... I have a I have another question for you. What is something people would be surprised to learn that you are great at? Oh, um, your acting and your songwriting and your singing, those are all on blast at all times. What's a what's something that people would be very surprised? My guess, before you answer, here's my guess. Are you ready? Okay. Yep. I have a feeling you're really good at making those paper what are they the girls a lot of fourth grade girls use them it's this thing where you open it like this what do you call it though is yeah yeah, it looks a little bit like a fortune cookie where you peel a number back and you go oh drew's never gonna have kids (laughs) and then you fold it back and then you keep doing it i have a feeling you're really good at folding those i mean i I haven't folded one in a very long time so i don't know ah but you know, so I'm going to chalk that up as, right. a, as a yes for my guess. You know how. So what is a, now you answer correctly. <laughs> don't, um, don't, what is something that you're great at that people would be surprised by? Honestly, like, I don't really know. I'm, I like, I don't know. I pretty much like, I mean, I'm really, I, this is music related, but I'm really good at like, I like weirdly good at sight reading piano sheet music. Like weirdly good at it. Earlier you were talking about how you don't get theory. Well, I don't, but I can just I know what the notes <laughs> Clearly are. Clearly you do a little well, bit. Kind of, I guess, but I, but I'm but I can't do like lead sheets like with just the chord names. I can't do that. But yeah, if you like yeah. prefer, like You don't know like if, if you're playing a song on guitar, you don't know the no. chords you're playing? I mean, sometimes I do. They're like basically. We have like there's a, there's a group of men waiting outside for you. They're going to arrest <laughs> you and take you away. 
I cannot have this. I've sent them. They're my goons. They'll be there uh, in cool. 30 seconds, tops. They will be <laughs> taking you away. You are no longer allowed to be in my company and in this business. I am amazed by that. God, my sister's the same way. It's like she's making these amazing progressions on the piano. And I go, oh, my God, show me the chord. She goes, okay, it's this one. I go, yeah, what's it called? And she'll have no fucking yeah, idea. I mean, I never write on piano. I've written on piano like <clears throat> a few times. But- Cause I'm not good. The day you start like really writing on piano, that's the day that you accidentally write a musical. I'm just saying it okay, right well, now. Okay, well, okay, honestly, for it, okay, if I'm being honest here, I wrote for my senior project yeah. in high school, I wrote a song cycle thing um, about Christopher Columbus. Okay. Yeah, but but it wasn't like, it was like, it was like how shit of a person he was. It was honestly, some of the songs are like pretty yeah, good, yeah. but I would never, I would never. Uh, his, his, I want song or his I am song is I'm not as rapey as everyone says I am. It's a big farce comedy. That's what I hope this I is. I mean, it was pretty close to that. He's murdery. He's rapey. He's Christopher Columbus. Hi, everybody. Yep. Anyway. When that comes to Broadway, I'd like to, in turn for giving you the role in, uh, it's kind of a funny story. Mm-hmm. I would like to get the role of uh, Christopher yes. Columbus. Why do I want to, why do I want to play Christopher Columbus? That's a horrible Yeah, that will thing. never, that That's will awful. never make it any farther than my SoundCloud. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, at least it'll make it to SoundCloud. I think that's that's amazing. Is it already on SoundCloud? Yep, it is. Unfortunately. Oh my God! Everybody, go to her SoundCloud and listen to the latest hit: "Murdery, Rapey, Christopher Columbus." Uh, do you know any theater lore stories? Um, I do not. Like, have you heard the story about? I think it's something like Carol Channing. Uh, her mic was left on, and she went to the bathroom, and she goes, "Corn, I don't remember having corn." And like everybody heard her say it because her mic was on. <laughs> well, I got a theater oh board story for you, and I'm gonna. Maybe, hopefully, I won't butcher it, but this is a story that it was told to me by my friend Alex Brightman, and it made me laugh. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'd share it with you today. Uh, the story is about Ben Vereen. Do you know Ben Vereen? No. Okay, uh, Lizzie just fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> ben Vereen is is a theater legend, TV legend. Uh, he was in Roots. He was in the original cast of Pippin. He's he's a big name. Uh, he was he was me tooed back in 2017. So I don't know what he's doing these days. But up until that point, he was quite the quite the guy. Uh, anyway, so he he uh, was in Wicked for like two weeks or something mm-hmm. like that. And he was playing the wizard in Wicked. And I forget the name of the monkey in Wicked. I think it's Chicory or Chistory or something like that. Something like that. But the line is, this here's my monkey servant, Chistory, or whatever the monkey's name is. When he said that line, he totally fucking blanked on the line. And this is exactly what he did. He goes, this here's my monkey servant, uh, Booger. And then the rest of the play... They had to call. It's okay to laugh out loud. It's a podcast. But he called the monkey Booger, and then that leaves the whole, the rest of the show. Everybody has to refer to this monkey as Booger, which I think is amazing theater lore. Last little question for you, Uh, Lizzie, the alphabet. Do you think it's too long? Yeah. Which letters need to go? I'm glad you said that. Why? I don't know. I don't, I mean, like. I think Y could go. Well, Z, X, X is like random. X could probably go. I think K needs mm. to go. I think it actually, we need to have a sit down. C does it. C covers the right. whole thing. We don't need K. That's true. It's just, it's like putting a hat on a hat. 
You know, Y is useful because you need the Y, and Z is helpful because it gives the Z. What does K do that C does not already That's do? That's true. That's right. Okay. Anyway. Back to your music. Um, can you tell me about who your inspirations are? I'm sure that's a question you get all the time, but that must mean you have a great answer prepared. Let's hear um, it. Well, when I was first starting to write songs, I took a lot of inspiration from Tori Kelly and Dodie. Mm-hmm. Those were like the, the big ones. Yeah. And also Sarah Bareilles because um, my mom would listen to her. These are all like people that my mom would listen to, especially Sarah Bareilles. We would listen to her. Yeah album little voice like in the car all the one time. of the greatest albums and ever I was upset I was so phenomenal and i was just obsessed with it so i took a lot from her yeah well i think the influence of all three of those people are wildly yeah. available in your music like you can hear where where you're not yeah. copying any of them but man and just in terms of the sonic landscape <laughs> you're creating i hear all those mm-hmm. inspirations all of them anyway um, keep going i mean I was going to say something and I forgot what I was going to say. Because I cut you off like a rude... No, it's I, so Because okay. I had to be a man <laughs> and it's come okay. in it's okay. take your platform. Um, oh, yeah. Um, now when I write songs, I'm kind of... I kind of just get inspired by, like, everyone. It's not, like, a specific person. I mean, I definitely am inspired yeah. right now. I've been inspired by, like, you know, Phoebe Bridgers and Holly Humberstone yeah. and, like, Ethan Griska and, like, that type of... Vibe. It's weird that I just want. I just think it's funny that you didn't mention my name once in all of this. So that's. I guess that's that's fine. I mean, just a little funny to me. <laughs> I wasn't mentioned at all. Uh, you know, I think it's. I think you sound like just way more qualified versions of those people oh, you. that you mentioned. <laughs> They're listening. They'll hear that. Don't worry. They'll all hear that. They'll they'll be totally embarrassed that I called them out in that way. Who's not a musician that inspires your songwriting? Like, is there an actor or a gardener or something that influences you? I, my family influences me like crazy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when I first got to Berkeley, I, my songwriting was just like not great. And I, was surrounded especially like in the first semester by all all of my friends were jazz musicians and yeah like i had never really like i i I never really listened to jazz i didn't know a thing about jazz and so like being surrounded by all these people who now were like so into jazz and like sang it all the time and and like made it it wasn't just like the old like jazz standards which are phenomenal but it, they were like taking it and and putting it into a more modern you know thing and, and like sure. that really inspired me so i feel like the people that i surround myself with are like continuously inspiring you never listened to jazz growing up because like your vocals there's so much ella there's so much sarah vaughn there's a lot um, going on in your voice that i could hear being inspired by those not those really artists. i didn't really listen to that much jazz Wow. Well, you kept it to, uh, you kept it to the white girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite Sarah Bareilles album? Little Voice. She gave you a shout the other yeah, day, she, didn't she? she followed me, like, uh, over the summer. Okay, this is next level. I next know. Level. I, I literally, because, oh my God, I just can't. It, this past year, the reason why it's been, like, the craziest year of my entire life was because all of these idols and these people that I look up to started like noticing me and knowing who I am and following me on Instagram and commenting on my stuff and reposting my things. And I was like, what is going on? And Sarah was like 
Yeah, people like Sarah yeah. Borellis and uh, Jacob. Yeah. Jacob, uh, uh, why can't I think Collier. of his last name right now? Collier, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, it's Drew Gasparini. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it. Yeah, it's been crazy. But she did. We've had some interactions since she followed me, and it's just so wild. How amazing! Yeah. Well, do it's not going to slow down no, anytime it's, soon. This past, is going to be your life. The past bro. few days have been like insane. Like, uh, talk to me. Why? Tell me why. Just well, we're. I can't tell you all of it because it's some of it's a secret. Well, but... Tell me what you can tell me. I want this isn't going to air tomorrow right. either. This is going to be in a, a couple of weeks. But we're we just started figuring out features for the album, and so I started reaching out to people, oh and I got all of my first choices for the features, and like it's just fucking crazy. And we can't say who they are right now, but it's crazy. Oh my and, god! Um... <laughs> off record, you will tell me. <laughs> no, yeah, I actually will if you want to know. Um, yeah, I do. I really want to know. That's amazing. Yeah. And then like last night I went live on Instagram for a little bit and I started singing Broadway yeah. songs and then Benj Pasek was just like watching and commenting and I, and I sang amazing. some Dear Evan Hansen and he was like, oh my God, like, like this is phenomenal. Like I, I'm not surviving. I'm like, I'm dead right now. Like all this stuff. And I was just like, what the heck? Well, let me, let me ask a question about Benj. Uh, has he offered you a role <laughs> in a musical that... Because because here I am, sister. You know, here's the thing about Benj and Justin, and I love them both. We both wrote on season two for Smash. Yes. We both did. And so did Joe mm-hmm. Iconis. Whenever anybody finds out I wrote on season two of Smash, they go, you did? But if you say Joe Iconis and Benj and Justin, they'll be like, oh, the guys who wrote on season two of Smash. How did I get <laughs> forgotten? Again, bringing it back to me. How did I get so neglected? I have to get a podcast right. to announce to the world what the fuck my recipe is. Jesus so Christ. That is amazing. I love that Benj is, well, I mean, like yeah. you kind of, you, for, in terms of what your voice sounds like, boy, you'd be an absolute dream uh, for what they write. You know what I mean? You'd be such yeah. a dream to like land in one of their scores on Broadway as well. But I, oh, I, I have dibs. So I, I have dibs. Yeah, it would be <laughs> sick. But wouldn't it be so sick? To do my show, Lizzie? That's what this is all about. I can do both. There's enough of to go no. around. No, that's not how this works. That's that's I claim I claim I claim stake ownership in your talents. I'm like Ursula the Sea Witch. I will have your voice mm-hmm. one day. A little off topic. What do you think about Army Hammer right now? Okay, I I went in a do in a deep dive in like Good, in this other day when when like nothing yeah. was going on. And holy shit i was so i was i was not expecting that i was just like blown away (laughs) i'm expecting what like what's what's so out of the norm the fact that he wants to eat human beings sexually weirdly oh god i couldn't even finish the article i was like so oh oh finish it or better yet save some time and just rent silence of the lambs if you watch that (laughs) i feel like you'll get a better sense of what he's experiencing Here's a question. I, I, I agree. We shouldn't kink shame. But where do we draw that line? If cannibalism, yeah. let's say, let's just pretend cannibalism is the kink. I don't know who it could be referring to, but maybe that person, maybe it's Army Hammer. Maybe their kink is to be a cannibal. Is that where we're allowed to start kink shaming? Lizzie McAlpine, your thoughts? I feel like when, it, when you start eating people, yeah. That, that yeah. I mean, <laughs> you so should feel you have to shame engage, for that. You have to engage in the actual act of eating a person, or should you be shamed for announcing that what you would like to be doing sexually is eating that person? I feel like any thought of 
of eating people is just not okay. <laughs> You're right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. She is kink shaming. She's kink shaming right here on this show. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a great band name, kink shame. That is. It sounds like something that Andy would name his band in Parks and Rec. That's true. You want to hear a funny story? Speaking of Andy from Parks and Rec, I was sure. walking through Times Square and a family, like a dad, a mom, and their three children come mm-hmm. up to me. And the dad says, has anyone ever told you, you look like a chubby version of Chris Pratt? And I was so taken aback by the fact that he needed to, A, use the word chubby and also just let me know that I'm not that celebrity. You know what I mean? It seemed like a really strange conversation starter. Speaking of insults, you have a lot of people following you online. Uh, What is the weirdest thing that's been said to you online? There have been some weird things. I mean, I take screenshots of them. I can look. Oh, great. Let's do a let's do a comparison. You you read one, I'll read one of mine. Um, there are all there are just there are a lot of like, I'm in love with you, like let's get married, and I'm like, you know, maybe not. Okay, so um, I shouldn't ask you that then at the end of this podcast. <laughs> okay. Oh, where are they? I keep all of mine in a folder titled "People Who Hate You." That's that's a good idea, actually. I might do that. There was I get <laughs> I, I get a lot of I get a lot of comments like, there's this. I mean, it's mostly like middle aged women. Yeah, but I posted a, I posted a video of like. A Phoebe Bridgers cover and someone commented, don't like this one. <laughs> I was like, okay. Just, oh my God. <laughs> like, you didn't need to comment that. It's <laughs> so unnecessary. That's the equivalent of, of, did anyone tell you you're chubby Chris Pratt? That's just, I don't need to right. hear that. What possessed you to just yeah. let me know? That's so bizarre. I know. Oh, I found my favorite one. My favorite DM that I ever got was, um, it was just a response to like a random like story. It had nothing to do with what they said, but they said, do you remember me? We were lovers in a past life. Oh, gross. Oh my yeah. God. These like, are on okay, your cool. DMs on social media, but these sound like horrible <laughs> Tinder pickup lines. Yep. Yep. You got any more? I love this. I could um, do this. We could just do this for the whole podcast. I would have loved this. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> when I, when I, when I, I hate talking about this, but I'll talk about it because you know, why not? Um, when yeah, I, not, no, when, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Right. When I put that like 1975 song on my TikTok, yes, and it blew up. Um, and then I went on my Instagram and I was answering questions and someone was like, why won't you release that song? And I was just, I like, just was honest. I was like, I don't really want to. Yeah. Like, it's just not, not my vibe right now. And people were mean. People got angry. People were like, people went on Twitter and they were like, why is she being like so rude about this? And then, and then recently some, yeah, recently someone was like, I don't understand that. Like, why don't you want your fans to be happy? And I was like, yes, but also I want to be happy with the music yeah. I release. Like, what? Don't your fans want you to be happy? I <laughs> right, love that that like, is second nature. You are serving them. That's it. You're in the service yeah. industry. That's how they look at it. And you know what? It's gotten to the point that your whole TikTok bio is like, don't ask for the 1975 Literally. Song. It's so, so <laughs> annoying. God, I, I love just, it so much. No, I just don't understand. Um. All right, my turn. I'm going to read my favorite of all yeah, time. And I get and I get some bad things on on YouTube and uh and I, I should take more screenshots of those, but this is just an Amazon Music review hmm. from my album I Could Use a Drink, mm-hmm. which came out in 2013. Mm-hmm. 
This is from a woman named, and I, God, I would love if she's listening. I'm sure she's not. Based on this review, you would probably assume that right. she is certainly not. But <laughs> Josephine Hull, if you're listening, this one's for you, babe. Uh, <laughs> she gave me one star. Oh, God. Call, which is just, uh, there's no review needed after that. I get right. it loud and clear. Right. The subject of the review is yeah. With it's like Y E C H exclamation point. Yeah, that's that's the subject. Here is what she wrote Absolutely horrible. Don't know what these others are thinking, giving it bigger reviews. They must be family and friends. This is schmaltzy, sickening, and sounds like a million other guys recording. Nothing on it is noteworthy, and this guy will, in all caps, never make it because he does not stand out. Lose the stupid cap, you lose the dumb blog comments, I don't know what she's referring to, and figure out a way to play music that we haven't heard a million times, all caps again, save your money. Dang, girl. Yeah, my favorite is schmaltzy, and then she said, lose the stupid cap. Because I used to wear a Newsies cap back then, which is right. And you know what? Nice. I listened to her. Now I'm on trucker hats. How do you like that? So it's it's evolution as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Lizzie, we're, we're getting close to an hour. I don't want to take up much more of your time. And uh, I want to wrap this up. But first, I want to say, before I give you my big closing warm, cozy hug, uh, mm-hmm. is there anything that you would tell? This really does go out to a lot of theater kids, but... Um, I'm, I'm hoping that other artists listen to this as well. Is there anything you would tell just young artists? Because in my opinion, if you're a theater kid and you want to do theater, you're not an actor, you're not a singer, you're an artist because you're contributing to creating something. So what would you tell all the young artists listening out there? Oh my gosh. I mean, just keep going. Yeah. You know, never give up. I like, especially let's just put yourself out there. That's literally all that I've been doing for the past, like, many years. I've just been putting myself out there, whether it's on Instagram or TikTok or you're auditioning for things or, yeah. like, just sending your songs to people. Like, like just do it. Just go for it. Do it. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. Just shoot uh, your shot. Shoot your shot, people. That's right. That's straight from the mouth of the genius that is Lizzie McAlpine. I just want to remind you again, and I'm being so sincere. I know that I can be a little silly and uh, unhinged on this podcast, but in in the deepest depths of my heart, I want to say thank you so much for your music. It has inspired me endlessly to continue on. Um, I really, and I, it goes without saying, I know that you feel the same about me, Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I really do. Your, your writing has inspired me. Your album, give me a minute is everybody go listen to it. It's out right now. Um, it is so beautiful. And when you talk about who is inspired you, you have just started the next generation of those women that you named in that list. And I, I am just so happy for you. I'm thrilled for you. Okay. I can't wait to see what becomes of this big fat career you're about to have. And frankly, <laughs> selfishly, I'm so happy. I snuck my DM right in time. I feel like I think I got it right before you blew up. <laughs> so I really do appreciate you taking the time here and yeah. talking to me and being on this podcast. Lizzie, you are so lovely. Um, no final words other than thank you so much. 
Well, thank you for having me. Hey, you made it to the outro. Good for you. Thanks for listening to Now We're Talking. Just want to let you know that we are a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network, and you can find out a lot more about them and this podcast at bpn.fm slash nwt. And you can find me, Drew Gasparini, on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Just search my name, folks. A big special thanks to our guest, Lizzie McAlpine, for being an amazing doll. And to all you sexy buttheads for tuning in. Hey, make sure to subscribe and rate. You can find this podcast wherever you stream your podcast. Keep tuning in and tell your friends. Now use your sexy little fingers and do the sexy little act of subscribing. (laughs) Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.